Welcome to Worship from the Wellington Team Churches for Sunday the 14th of February. Lent begins on Wednesday and so today is known by this rather exact title, the Sunday next before Lent. Although separated in our homes, together we worship. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As we rejoice in the gift of this day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you now and forever. Amen. In today's Gospel, Jesus is revealed, surrounded in the glory of heaven. The opening hymn is Meekness and Majesty. Is your 
The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. So let us acknowledge our brokenness and the sins of the world. Lord Jesus, illuminate the darkness in our hearts. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Lord Jesus, open our eyes to your saving love. Christe, Christe, eleison. Lord Jesus, and stop our ears to hear your living word. Kyrie, Kyrie, eleison. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sins, open our eyes to God's truth, strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's Gospel reading may be familiar to you. It's Mark's account of the transfiguration of Christ on a mountain. But before we hear it, let's become aware of how it sits in the Gospel. The transfiguration occurs in chapter 9 of Mark's Gospel. The first Eight chapters relate the public ministry of Jesus in the region of Galilee. So we hear how Jesus gathers twelve disciples and travels around proclaiming the kingdom of God to the crowds, teaching, healing and casting out demons. From chapter 10, Jesus leaves Galilee making his final journey to Jerusalem and the climactic events of his crucifixion and resurrection. So chapter 9 is a pivot moment. It's the period between one phase of Jesus's ministry and the next. And now let's focus in a little bit more about and notice what comes immediately before the passage we're going to hear. Well towards the end of chapter 8 Jesus asks who the crowds say he is, and the disciples reply, people think that you are John the Baptist, or Elijah, or one of the prophets. Peter says, you are the Messiah. But Jesus orders them to say nothing, and then he warns the disciples and the crowd that he will suffer, and that if they want to follow him, they will suffer as well. And then Jesus leaves, taking just three of the disciples with him. And these are the words that are left ringing in their ears. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. How disturbing and confusing this must have been for the nine disciples who were left behind. What's going on for them as we hear what happens to the three who go with Jesus? 
and reading Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 2. Jesus took Peter, James and John away by themselves and went up a high mountain. There he was transformed before their eyes. His clothes shone with a whiteness that no laundry on earth could match. Elijah appeared to them, and Moses too, and they were talking with Jesus. Teacher said Peter as he saw this, it's great to be here. I tell you what, we'll make three shelters, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. He didn't know what to say, they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my son, the one I love. Listen to him. Then quite suddenly they looked round and saw nobody there anymore, only Jesus with them. As they came down the mountain, Jesus instructed them not to talk to anyone about what they had seen until he said, the son of man has been raised from the dead. extraordinary experience for Peter, James and John. They see the glory of God reflected in the face of Jesus. They hear the Father declare, this is my son, the beloved. What an overwhelming spiritual encounter. They really have quality time with Jesus. They have the opportunity to reflect on everything that's happened since they met Jesus in Galilee and it prepares them for the road to Jerusalem, the road towards suffering. What a contrast with the other nine disciples. Jesus, Peter, James and John go down the mountain and they find the other disciples surrounded by a frustrated crowd and in the midst of an argument with some scribes. Everyone's very heated because the disciples couldn't heal a boy. They've been trying so hard to solve problems on their own and they feel inadequate and out of control and on their own that's true. But the deeper truth which Peter, James and John have glimpsed is that Jesus has all authority and power. And he explains to the nine left behind that they weren't able to serve God as effectively as they wanted because they didn't pray. They didn't ask for help. I know that many people at the moment feel tired, frustrated and concerned for the future in all sorts of ways, for themselves, for their families, for livelihood, for the church. It's too easy for us to be like the nine disciples left down the mountain and to struggle on in our own strength. But we need to recall the glory of Jesus and to seek him in prayer. Oh, oh, oh.
Father, with the eyes of faith, deepen our vision of your glory. Renew our commitment to live and tell the story of Jesus. Almighty Father, with the eyes of faith, open our eyes to the good that is all around us. We give thanks for the hope and joy that transforms life. Almighty Father, with the eyes of faith, we hold before you all who are suffering. And we place into your hands all who have died. Almighty Father, whose Son was revealed in majesty before he suffered death upon the cross, give us grace to perceive his glory, that we may be strengthened to suffer with him and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. As our worship draws towards an end, let's receive God's blessing. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and with all for whom you pray 
today and forevermore. Amen. And so, friends, be alive with the life of Christ within you. Thank you.